if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hey, 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 Lo is here and... We are getting going with another podcast episode, so thank you for tuning in to the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. I am so excited about this topic today. We all know I am a reality TV junkie, like I love it so, so much. So I decided, why not do an episode about why I'm not really material for a housewife, even though I love them. Like, the Real Housewives are amazing, and I watch a majority of the series and the different housewives, so I'm going to dig into, like, maybe why, maybe some reasons why I could be a different type of housewife, um, and just go through it. It's going to be so much fun, because, like I said, I'm very passionate about this, and I'm a Bravo-holic. I am, I love TLC. I love all the different channels that give you, like, reality TV bits. Um, my desk is decorated. I mean, there's so many things about me and reality TV. And so I'm going to dive into that, but I just wanted to like touch base. So this last week, I know the week before I told you I was experiencing some anxiety, still am, maybe not as intense as it was, but it's still lingering. So like, you know, for all of you out there who deal with anxiety and, have panic attacks, all those things. Like I totally feel for all of you. Um, I feel for myself at times, you know, just because some people dismiss it. Like it's not a big deal. Like get over it. Like, so you're stressed about something, you know, and I feel like sometimes it's because they haven't been through something like that or, you know, they don't really know how to relate. Maybe it's uncomfortable to talk about, but if you're feeling anxiety and you're able to talk about it, like, I feel like, please share it with others, you know, just bring more awareness to what it even is and kind of like how you deal with it or, you know, you may not ever truly know the root cause of it because you, it's something like going on, you know, subconsciously, all of that. But if you're going through it, like talk about it, share what's going on because somebody might be able to help you get through it differently, or you might even just broaden somebody's perspective and understanding what happens when you know, anxiety is occurring that way. I feel like a lot of people go through it now, but it still is a little bit of a taboo topic. And I want to break that down. You know, like I have told people I get really bad pains in my shoulder um, and neck, which cause headaches. Um, So I don't get like some of the other things that I've heard people have, but yeah, it, it almost sometimes becomes debilitating. Like I was on a call for work this week and I was working at home that day. So it was a video call, but I actually had to shut off my video for a minute. So I could go like try to stretch my arm and my, like my chest area out and like, you know, move my head around. Like I was doing, I was listening to the call still, but I was like trying to like make it. So I wasn't, I was in so much pain on the call and I didn't want to show it. Um, and so I was just trying really hard to like fake it right so I didn't have to tell people what was going on but in the moment because I was on a call but I was 
you know, I had to take a minute from camera so I could just totally stretch out and try to just readjust, refocus, breathe through it. So like, I'm all here for and understanding. If you're going through something like that, like, please tell others if you're comfortable doing so, because the more we can share and let people know um, what's happening, you know, the more people can be there and be understanding and caring and just gain more perspective on what's going on in others' lives. But last week was a lot of fun. I posted on social, um, on my Instagram, shout out to myself, (laughs) at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. If you're not following me already, please give me a follow. I would love the support. Um, But I posted this golf hole, mini golf hole that we built as teams, um, work teams, out of canned food and like peanut butter and that kind of stuff. And it was so much fun. So it was a charity event. We had like a whole cool get together with my larger department this last week at work. And so one of the social activities was doing give back. So they, you know, my company donated money to the charity. And also we had this fun activity of team building and just getting to know other people. We were all on random teams. So not necessarily from your immediate like team at work, but like different groups all together. And we had to build you know, like these golf holes, mini golf holes out of the cans and stuff. And it was just so cool because I don't know, it was coming together to figure out like a design and there were two judging criteria. One was most creative and one was most challenging. And my team actually won most creative, which we were super excited about. Um, cause it was just a lot of fun and we were like, let's try to figure out a fun way to do this. Um, and we actually thought we were going for most difficult, <laughs> so it worked out really well. It was, it was fun. And then I was the only one who, out of everyone who tried our golf hole to get a hole in one. Now, how I did it, I don't know. Um, I was able to get close again with like trying to replicate, but yeah, I have no idea how I did it. Like it was truly luck. I feel like because I'm actually semi-decent at mini golf, I will say. Um, I play a mean game of mini golf. Um, I have in the past and everything, so maybe some of that came back, but I haven't played mini golf in years. Like, I can't even remember the last time I played mini golf. It was so long ago. But for whatever reason, I got a hole-in-one, which was totally fun. Um, But just a really good night getting to see everyone and just hang out. And, like, we had another event the following night, which was a ton of fun. So I did actually quite a bit of socializing, um, in good times this last week. So it was a really fun, energizing week. Also wearing out week at the same time, right? Like when you're on and doing all that fun stuff with people, like your energy levels at some point crash. So I'm taking it kind of easy this weekend, you know, just walking by the lake, re-energizing, um, recharging for the next week. But overall doing well, had a good week. And I don't know, I was catching up on a lot of Real Housewives, like Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, And this topic is something I had thought about uh, probably a few months back too, but I wasn't quite sure like how I was going to do it. And then it became clear to me all of a sudden, like how I wanted this one to go. So I was like, all right, this weekend is the time to record. And so 
let's just dig into Real Housewives and kind of like the reality thing. And um, if you're not a huge Real Housewives fan, there's still going to be some love yourself inside out lessons in here. So I think you'll be able to relate even if you don't watch the show or don't really have full context of that part of what I'll be discussing. But I don't know, maybe you'll become addicted after hearing me talk about it. So not sure. But I will be posting the picture of my desk at work, which is total real housewives. So like, take a look at my Instagram image, um, the one that is promoting this podcast episode, and you will totally see, you know, like how much I nerd out on this stuff. So reality TV, let's just... Let me clarify for anyone who questions that I start loving it just with Real Housewives. No, I actually really wanted to apply for real, real World back in college. Like I had looked it all up. I saw what I needed to submit. I had been working on the application and I had told my cousin about it and she gave some really good advice at the time. She's like, you have no idea how they're going to portray you. Like you don't know what they're going to make you look like on TV so she had strongly urged me not to do it, and so I didn't ever end up applying even though I had worked on everything for it, but I am grateful because at the time, I was just like, it'd be so cool to be on TV. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely would say yes if some reality something or other came my way. Well, I mean, okay, maybe not all things like I don't like, I can't do the ones where you're out in the wild and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think there was fear factor years back and stuff like, so I'm not into like that kind of show. Um, because no, I have no, like my idea of camping is when room service is late and no, I can't take credit for coming up with that saying, because I saw it on a bumper sticker in my science classroom back in seventh and eighth grade. My favorite, um, she was a female science teacher, which was so cool to me. And she's the one who got me like started on liking science and like I did quite a bit of it in high school, which and I did um, some in college as well. Like I opted for that over languages. So science is definitely like my hidden jam. <laughs> it's a little tidbit about me there. But she had Mrs. Biggs, that's her name, was an amazing science teacher who got me totally into it and just wanting to understand how things happen the way they did. But she had that bumper sticker, and so that's my idea of, like, camping. I've only truly been camping, I think, once in my life. Um, yeah, there were some failed camping trips in college where we actually, like, went to go camping, but it was Oregon. So, you know, rain happens a lot there, and it campsites got totally flooded, so we ended up like, we drove from college all the way out to the coast, which about hour, hour and a half. And then we ended up driving all the way back and then setting up the tents in my apartment living room. So, like, I've only really been camping once and I found out it wasn't for me. But anyway, what I was saying with all that is I'm more like the Real Housewives, you know, like there used to be like, I think it was called Made or something on MTV where people like we're trying to reinvent themselves or doing like something new and exciting like that totally would be a good one for me I don't know I'm saying I wouldn't be a real a good real housewives but maybe I would in some ways like I bring a different flavor for sure to the show than what um, probably is like getting the best ratings or 
really like what people want to watch. But I mean, I'm here for it. So if somebody out there is recruiting for reality TV and they think there's something I'd be good on, like, hit me up. I, I'd probably, well, I know I'd entertain the convo and I'd probably figure out a way to make it work. Like, I don't know. There's just something so cool about reality TV to me that I'm just in awe of everyone who can just so openly share their lives on television and invite cameras in, um, you know, and basically blow everything up and expose themselves for who they are and like they have to own it. And I guess I do that on my podcast, but it's not the same. I don't think as having a camera in my face all the time and like watching my interactions or that I do, right? Like you only hear me during the times I record. This would be taking it like to a whole nother level. So yeah, so like I said, I really wanted to apply. I didn't, even though it would have been super cool. Um, I don't regret not applying at the time because I'm not sure that I would have been ready for it. Like back then, as I've said, I had gone through a lot in high school and, you know, I wasn't, I was still a strong version of myself. Like that's, I will, I'll never say I wasn't strong. I've always been a strong person. I just may have not been as strong as other times, or there might've been parts of me that were, you know, winning over my strength, but I've always been a strong person. But I think had I done reality TV back then, I would have probably fallen into like the traps of, you know, how they produce the show. And I would have been like into all of it. I would have been trying to be like the best on it in some ways. And like, you know, I just probably would have done things that I wasn't totally comfortable with now or that wouldn't have been authentic to me. I definitely could have seen myself, you know, going above and beyond to like make the storyline go. Um, so really good advice. But I was thinking through with Real Housewives, there's just tons of drama on the show um, and, you know, craziness that comes with it, which is why I'm sure I love watching it. Uh, cause it's, it's not, you know, my life, I don't have to deal with it, uh, but I love watching it. So reason one that I probably would not make the best housewife is I could never pour a drink on someone or throw glass or other stuff at them. I have to admit way back when I was in early years of elementary school, gosh, probably I want to say maybe first, second or third grade. I don't remember which year. A girl that I was in brownies with did dare me to smash that red cheese wax. Um, you know, the, I think they're Bonbell cheeses or something, or maybe I think that's what they're called, but those round cheese that come in wax and you like peel the wax off. She dared me to smash the red cheese wax in her hair and I actually did it and it was like right in her bangs and oh my gosh, I felt so horrible because she had to get, like, it couldn't, it doesn't come out. By the way, if you are having that or, like, you have kids that are having that, like, careful. It does not come out of hair. You cannot wash it out. It is very much like gum in that way. And, yeah, they had to cut it out of her bangs. So, totally horrible. I still haven't forgotten that that happened all these years later. I still feel so bad that I actually did it. Um, but no, that is not my norm. That is not something I would do today. I just, I can't get behind like 
throwing things or getting to that point of anger where I feel like I need to take a physical action from it. Um, I've never been tempted to do it. I do think it's super disrespectful when you see it on the show. Like, I feel like it crosses a major line when somebody is just, like, so angry that they're compelled to, like, do something like that. I really feel like there are words that could be said or, you know, a way to, like, step back and then revisit with somebody if you're getting to the point where you're going to, like, like, Teresa flip to table, um, Tamara judge on... Real Housewives. I was seeing one of the earlier seasons through like a full thing of, um, I want to say it was wine and the glass. There have been multiple glass throwings. There have been, there was like a butter knife throwing in Real Housewives of Potomac. Like there are all these throwing incident, you know, instances that happen. And I'm just like, there's got to be another way to address this. You know, we all were given this powerful thing where we can use our voice and talk and I get it. Frustration happens and people react to situations differently, but yeah, that that's just a lot. And I feel so bad because the people who do it, sometimes they don't feel bad after, but you know, other people do, it just impacts the whole group. And so that's one thing I couldn't be down with if I was on that show, I would, you know, definitely like I would try to remove the person before that actually ever happened, or if it did happen, I would definitely be having a talk with those people after. Um, but I can never get myself to that thing. I just don't have that in me. I'm not um, a reactor like that at all. At all. So that's one thing. You will never see me throwing stuff for, you know, getting to that point where I just feel like words aren't enough to address what I'm feeling. All right, picking at physical appearance. This happens a lot on the shows, and it makes me so sad when I see it. But yet, you know, I'm not like condemning them, right? Everybody does their own thing. Um, and obviously, I watch it. So in some way, that's showing support for what's happening. Um, you know, if you look at it that way. But I don't think you need to pick at somebody's physical appearance ever. Like, they're, it's just not cool. Even if it, you know, is being said in a funny way or whatever, it's like people's appearance should just be off limit. We all have stories. We all have things we've gone through. You really don't know what other people are thinking or how they feel about their appearance. And the strongest people even like that you think might be the strongest, they could be struggling that day or they might be struggling a lot. Just you never see it. They don't let on to it. So physical appearance should just be left out of anything. Like, I don't know, go after their jacket or whatever. If you want to pick at them, like go after something they're wearing, but not something about them. Like there's the whole thing on Real Housewives of New Jersey right now about like the bad nose jobs. And it's like, it's so sad, you know, like why do we need to pick at somebody's nose job? It's not your nose. So, like, leave it alone. This is something on somebody's face that they have to deal with every day, look at every day in the mirror. And it's like to have random people from the internet trolling them, you know, from their own cast bringing it up. Like, the minute on a show like this where you bring up something like that, it's going to be shown to the world. 
So it's like, you know, these women have to like prepare themselves to be just dissected on these shows and like know that anything is fair game. And when people get like hot headed or, you know, their temper flares or whatever is going on, you know, it gets dirty. And these physical things though, are things that once somebody says them about you, like even the strongest of people, like even if you're like totally okay with whatever it is that they're picking at, it's still there. It sticks in your head. Physical things, when people say something about your physical appearance, it sticks in your head regardless of if you want to believe it or not. Um, it really does. Like, you'll hear it too. If, like, some of these Real Housewives are being interviewed at later times, they'll be like, oh, no, you know, I'm okay with how it looks on me. But, you know, it just sucks having to hear this all the time or you know, have somebody say that about me. So like those things stick. Things you say about physical appearance will stick with somebody. And it's like, why would you want to be the one to like take a chip at their ability to love themselves? Or like, why are you the one trying to chip away at that self-love with hurtful words? It just doesn't make sense. Like pick something else and, and leave physical appearance out of it. That's my advice for all housewives. And then drama. So these shows so filled with drama. And I'm, yes, the guilty pleasure it is <laughs> my jam. Like, I'm all for it, especially all the Scandaval stuff going on right now. Like, it is a heartbreaking situation. But yet, I can't look away from the news or the stories that are coming through my feed. Um, it's horrible, the situation. But yes, I obviously that's why I like reality TV, but my life, my in real life, like you won't catch me at a water cooler listening to all the gossip or I should say coffee machine or whatever. Like you're not going to catch me wherever people are gathered talking about it. I don't need the latest dish. I also don't need somebody to spill the tea for me. Like there's none of that. Like I can send the tea back. Don't need the dish. Like I'm just not for it. Like in real life, like my friends, my this or that, I don't want any part of it. Like at work, especially too, like I don't need to hear it. I don't need to know what's going on. Like if something's going to impact me, I will find out that it's going to, um, you know, or whatever. But if somebody else is going through something, like if they want me to know that they are, they'll tell me and then we can address and empathize, sympathize, you know, we can have that real conversation but I don't need somebody else to tell me what somebody else is going through. Because then it's like, you just sit with the info. And sometimes I will. I'll bring it up to people if I am privy to something that I was told or something. Because I don't like to hold on to it. But I would never share it with somebody else. Like, I just, I can't do that. Like, I need somebody to tell me what they want me to know about them. And that's how I'm going to build, you know, what I think about them, how I interact with them, like what my relationship with them is. And if somebody doesn't want me to know something, I don't need to know it. You know, it's their life. And unless like there's some direct impact to me or something, it's really none of my business, like ever. Um, and so I did have, I, I told you like way back on an early episode. So yes, I can't say that I never have had drama in my life. That would be unrealistic, right? Like things obviously happen and drama does occur. But like on the daily, 
no, I'm not really involved in drama. My life is pretty uh, low-key in that way, but are boring. Some people might view it as boring, like I go to work, I come home, play with my kitty, hang with the husband, read a book, watch reality. <laughs> like, no, there's nothing like super crazy going on, you know, daily in my life. Um, but I did have, if you remember that San Diego field, which or San Diego filled. <laughs> I did have that drama filled weekend in San Diego, which I would put on reality TV, like real housewives level. Like it could have, it would have made the show had I had a camera crew. Like this is something that would have totally aired, but there it was filled with street yelling, ripped menus, an early morning exit from the hotel. Um, all of it was there. And it was with a friend of mine who obviously we are no longer friends, like relationship got dissolved, doesn't exist. And that's for a reason. Like, I don't need that kind of drama. So I have had that level and it was absolutely crazy. Um, but it is not something I can handle in mass. Like that was years ago that that happened. And it was one weekend. These ladies on this show, like deal with this. I feel like every episode in some of the, you know, franchises. So, oh my goodness. Okay. Number four, when the craziness erupts, like there are definitely the ones that sit back quietly and don't do anything. There are the feeders who help like add fuel to the fire. They're the instigator ones who kind of help set the match and then stand back, you know, so they like might whisper something in somebody's ear and then they're like, hands clean. I didn't do anything. I would be the one who's like, okay, ladies, let me pull you aside. Let's talk about this. Figure out how to, you know, de-escalate the situation. I would totally be pulling up all the tactics I learned back in my college classes. I was in a ton of communication classes because I was like marketing communication major. And I took so many classes that were about like de-escalating situations, how to reason with logic. Like I was into rhetoric, all that stuff. Like, so very logic filled, very like, let's figure out how to smooth this out as soon as possible. And I kind of feel like my life has always been that where I'm like, let's look at it rationally, logically. Let's not lead with our emotion, you know, when we're trying to solve things. And <laughs> so I totally would be in there, like, doing everything I could to make the craziness, like, dissipate. Like, I, it's funny because when I'm watching the shows and these situations are happening, the one side of me is like, okay, like, this does make good TV. I get it. I get it. And the other side of, and like, this is why I watch the show. But the other side of me is like, I would have so said this right there. Or I would have been like, hey, let me take you outside. Like, you don't need to do this. Like, there's no reason you need to be this amped up right now. And I would totally try to like mitigate as fast as I could, which would not make for good TV if I was constantly like undoing all of that. So I, it drives me nuts when I'm watching the shows and I'm just hearing all the yelling and the talking over each other, like the yelling, talking over each other. So like, how can you diffuse anything when you don't even know what the other person's saying anymore? Craziness, mayhem, but I would totally like, let's dial it down a notch. We don't need to go quite there. You know, <laughs> there are so many things I would do to like make that a little bit calmer conflict resolution. Like that's my jam. <laughs> that's where I am. So probably not the best Real Housewives material. All right. And number five, this is the last one. 
So I don't have all the shiny things. Like on those shows, seeing some of their lifestyles, their houses, the jewelry they have, the cars they drive, the clothes, you know, and like, it's tr true. And I've heard this before, I think on two teas in a pod, I heard where, you know, like you'll see real housewives like season one or their early season. And then like a few years later, they look totally different. And it's so true. Their wardrobe changes, you know, their style changes. They learn a little bit more about, you know, how to get your hair done the right way or like how to do all these things. And it's like, I don't have all that. And so I probably would, if I was starting, I would start out, you know, where it was like, you need a wardrobe stylist or something like that's probably what would happen. But I'm also one who isn't an excess buyer. I never have been. I've always been like staple pieces are the thing of a wardrobe. And like, I get a lot of people are that way, but I almost buy more like ongoing like staple pieces versus the flashy like super trendy item you know I might have the same shirt in my closet for multiple years and be able to rewear it because it's something that was just more of a timeless look um I don't even have like I know people have like winter summer wardrobe like sure obviously I can't wear like some of my dresses in winter but a lot of my stuff could be worn I just throw a sweater over it. Like, that's the type of wardrobe I have. Like, I don't have any changing out boxes full of, like, other stuff. I've never had that. I've never really been that way. I've really been, like, a year-round wearer of my clothes. Um, also, jewelry. Like, I'm one who will invest in, like, a nice piece and, like, have that be something I wear every day versus having a lot of, like, um, you know, still nice things but not, like... I won't have mass amounts. Like I won't have a ton of costume jewelry. I won't have a ton of other things. Like I basically wear the same jewelry all the time. Just rotate between like a few pairs of earrings and stuff. That's kind of like my thing is, you know, really nice staple pieces where I don't really need a lot because I love the ones I have so much. Um, and it's not often I buy new th of those things. Like I mean, years probably go by between my purchase of getting those types of things. I also have a rule that I was taught when I was 18. So the summer, like right after high school graduation, I stayed down in California with my aunt and uncle for a few months. Um, and it was so cool. But my aunt taught me that summer that you should, if you're like going to buy something and you're hesitant about it like you don't really need it if you don't know like right away that you want to get it like odds are you might be able to convince yourself into it later but you don't really want it so I use that rule like if I have to think about something for too long it means I don't really want it and it's proven to be true like I haven't found an instance where you know I've regretted not getting something that I was hesitant about I usually am like, and there have been times where I didn't follow the rule and I did buy the thing even though I was really hesitant. And later I'm like, oh, I really didn't need that. I could have done without, like, or I don't use it. So I follow that rule. Um, and I don't think even if I came into all this money where I had just all these funds to get all the latest and greatest, yes, I definitely am not. I'm going to say my wardrobe would you know, go up. I would definitely have a few more pieces of clothes in there. I would probably have some more designers. 
um, things might elevate a bit, but I just still don't think I'd have excess or, you know, mass amounts of stuff or like all the latest and greatest. Like, I definitely think my inner voice would still keep me kind of the way I am where it's like, you can invest that money somewhere or do something. You don't always have to have the biggest and best. Like, I would still probably just have my staple pieces that I would keep for me. And like, I'd probably have one really nice bag, (laughs) but I wouldn't have 30 nice bags. Like, you'd still see me showing up probably in the same repeated jewelry, maybe just a whole nother level of it. But I don't, I can't ever envision a way or time that like, I would just go crazy with that stuff, even if I could. It just doesn't work for me. Um, and I always have felt like I'm an individual who sets my own trend. And so I don't know that I would need to have the things that would make somebody go, Oh, I really want that. Or I need to do that. Like I'm pretty much, you know, I like having a, an individual style or a unique style that, you know, is just me. And I don't really consider what other people would think about it. So that's kind of a little bit. I guess you've learned more about me, but also, you know, just thinking about real housewives and, you know, they're putting their lives on display for people to watch and stuff. And yes, it's super cathartic to watch. I have such a fun time seeing it. Um, And like their lives are kind of like bigger in a way than real life in some ways, because obviously things are, you know, edited together in certain ways and like, we're going to see more of certain drama than other things. But all the ladies are individuals. They're super strong women. They bring a lot to their shows. And, you know, they let people in knowing that there's going to be backlash for them. They know that there's going to be ridicule that comes. There's going to be judgment. And that's a really tough place to be. Like, you're part of something so cool and so big and that, like, has been around for years, but you're also subjecting yourself to this whole other side. So I just want to highlight, like, if you're watching reality TV or whatever it is that you're into, the judgments that come with it, like, there's no need to bring somebody down on social. There's no need to jump on trains. Like, you can definitely have opinions about everything, right? We all have opinions about things. But if they're going to hurt somebody, like, don't say them. Don't post them. Don't tell, you know, these figures that you're watching, like you think they look bad or they have the bad nose job or whatever it is. Cause it actually, they're real people. It hurts people, you know? And I guess in a way, think about it, how you would want to be treated and stuff like that. And I think regardless of if somebody is on TV or if they're in your real life, like just think about it. you don't need to be part of the drama. You don't need to add to somebody else's drama or like relish that they're going through this drama. Um, no judgments, all that kind of stuff. I just feel like there would be a lot less, I don't know, hurt feelings or like misunderstandings if we all just took a minute to like appreciate where each other's at, um, where you are yourself, right? Because you have to be genuine and real too. And you know, your opinions on things are going to change based on where you're at. So it's like, give yourself grace, like understand other people and how they're 
moving through their stuff and just appreciate everybody's willingness to show up as they are and what they're putting out there for the world to see and like if you are like me into all this stuff like enjoy it watch it listen to the podcast because you know I'm listening to two teas in a pod most mornings um and getting all the gossip but I don't know just appreciate and respect what everyone's doing it's it's people's lives that are being dealt with and your own and you know, so maybe I would be a good housewife in some ways. I'd be much different than I think what's out there. Um, but I would definitely bring a different perspective and try to like de-escalate drama. So like, if that's what you're looking for, you know, I don't know. Could be fun. But yeah, definitely. I'm all here for reality TV. I'm all here for what it lets us learn and see about different cultures, different people, um, how people are wired or react or all that kind of stuff. And I'm just here to appreciate all walks of life and I don't know, understanding as much as I can, because in the end, it kind of teaches me more about me and how to love myself a little more and appreciate, you know, just who I am, especially when I see how strong a lot of these people on TV are. I'm like, I want to be their level of strong and just own who I am unapologetically every single day. So love yourself, be there, enjoy, and I don't know, check out some reality TV if you're not into it. You just might like what you see. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We will have another episode next week. Can't wait to catch up. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM, let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.